Hello and welcome to another edition of Trivial Arguments. Uh, we'll do some trivia. We'll do some arguments. Um, I've got my dad here again today. Um, I promise you I have more friends than that. But um, we're going to be talking about some Cub stuff. So I figured nobody better than him who suffered through a lot of Cub stuff. So, uh, so I'm Len and you are? I'm Len. So that doesn't get confusing. There are two Lens. So there you go. Um, first things first, I believe the Cubs offered Anthony Rizzo five years, $70 million. That's what I understand. I believe that that is a terrible, uh, you know, terrible thing to give your all-star first baseman, but. Rumor has that he's looking for similar contract five years, 130 million. Five years, 130 million. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, I think you basically hand him a blank check and say, "Fill it out yourself." Well, um, I, I mean, think, how do you feel? I think he's the stalemate of, of the team. He's thirty-one years old. Uh, he seems, uh, based on everything else going on with the club uh, contracts expiring this year with Baez and Brian, that that looks like they can't keep them all, but you thought Rizzo wouldn't have been the first one out of the box. I mean, uh, he, he's kind of, like I said, the face of the franchise. So five years, 130 million, maybe there's a compromise there. You know, you break that down, it's over 25 million a year. And then if you take in consideration, they still got to deal with Baez and they still got to deal with Bryant. I mean, those numbers are just astronomical on the other end, man. I think he's currently making 11 million this year. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously free agency looming for, you know, Baez, Bryant, Rizzo. But I think the most important one would be to lock up Rizzo because he's the only one that's pretty much been consistent his entire career. I mean, I think his career batting average is like a 270. So, yeah, I believe he's got four golden gloves. He's won a silver slugger. He's won the Roberto Clemente Award. Uh, he's also uh, qualified for the Fielding Bible Award. Three-time All-Star, and again, uh, solid on the defense, contact hitter, chokes up on two strikes. Uh, you never hear anything bad about him, uh, you know. So, uh, again, he's a jewel in the rough. So, uh, I personally believe that even though his statement was that he didn't want to negotiate when the year started that, I'm sure if the Cubs came up with something close to that, uh, they'd be talking. Uh, maybe it wouldn't be publicized, but I think at some point they're going to get this deal done. A lot of people were also thinking that it was one big April Fools that they were going to announce tomorrow that psych Anthony Rizzo's a cub for the rest of his life. Yeah, if that's going to happen, you might as well tell me it's going to snow tomorrow and be 37 in Chicago. Um, I believe two out of three of those things are already uh, about to happen. I mean, I think that they should just sign him for, you know, if you're thinking five years, 130. I think, why the heck not? I mean, he's 31, but he's also a first baseman. I mean, Albert Pujols signed a 10-year deal when he was, what, 31, 32? So, I mean, longevity for a first baseman in the National League is obviously, you know, not as much as a first baseman in the American League because you can DH and, you know, whatever else. But I think it, it comes down to this guy's been here for 10 years. They've won a World Series. He's won you know, a bunch of awards, Golden Glove, Roberto Clemente. I mean, he's basically the current face of the franchise, so why the heck would you let him walk? 
I totally agree. But I, I'm, I'm a firm believer that it's, it's they're going to get something done. Or what I'm more confident they're going to get a deal with Rizzo than obviously with Bryant. I mean, that's another subject in that. But, you know, Rizzo's character uh, and then, you know, his history, uh, you know, uh, battling with cancer, cancer survivor, um, sixth round pick from the Red Sox in 2007, went to San Diego. Cubs grabbed him there. He was in a big trade with uh, Adrian Gonzalez. And, uh, you know, the Cubs were following this guy. You know, the team was in, you know, when the Red Sox management was the same as the Cub management. So they've seen something there. So I, I think this is uh, it's going to happen. All right. That's all I can say. But believe, truthfully, it's going to happen. So when it was first reported that the Cubs essentially lowballed him, um, there were a bunch of people on Twitter that got hashtag extend Rizzo trending which I'm pretty sure he's seen because he's tweeted since then, and there's no way that he hasn't seen it. He hasn't said anything about it. But Did they, they reference what the low ball figure was or assumed it was? Um, I thought it was the five-year, the 70 million. I thought anybody or he wanted something over $100 you know, million. Dollars. Yeah. So the five well, years I don't think was the issue. It was he wanted to make close to $20 million a year. Yeah, well, like I said, he's making 11, all right, you know, so even if you have that 11 to the 5, it's, you know, what is it, 55, 50, yeah, it doesn't make sense. I mean, he's going to make minimum 20 mil, uh, especially the way the contracts have escalated, man. It's free money out there, so uh, in the state of baseball and that and everything that, you know, the world's gone through and that, they need to stabilize it. They need to, they need to keep Rizzo in a cup uniform for the next five years. So on, you know, on the topic of not giving Rizzo a contract, here's the history of all the contracts that the Cubs did give that are terrible. So Alfonso Soriano signed eight years, 136 million. After he signed that deal, uh, he was a career 250 hitter, and uh, all of his stolen bases were in the teens, like almost combined. So seems like a a no-brainer deal. Would you rather have Soriano for eight years, 136, or Rizzo for five years, 100 million? I mean, Soriano's left field performance, even though it did improve the last couple of years, all right, he was so fearful of that wall. It was just like, you know, anything out there, uh, it was just challenging or whatever. But he actually got better with that. But one of the things I remember about him, I think he swung the heaviest bat in baseball. Uh, he did. I don't know if it was 46 ounces or some ridiculous thing or whatever, this and that. So, yeah, the first few years, very painful after that. I mean, you know, uh, he never exceeded what his contract was, but he was decent, you know, at that. And I believe they even had him leading up there for a while. Uh, yeah, I mean, and he also would hop before catching the ball, which gave everybody a heart attack. Yeah, and I think he finally curtailed that the last two years or whatever. But that was a hard habit for him to break. So then we also have Edwin Jackson, who the Cubs signed for four years, $52 million. Wait, let's clarify this. Everybody signed Edwin Jackson. Edwin uh, Jackson, I believe, had a – it was an eight-walk no-hitter, I believe. Yeah. He had a career with the Cubs, 4.98 ERA after signing. Yep. So well, for all the folks at home, that's almost five runs per game. So. But he ate up all the innings, and they were losing 100 games anyway, you know. I mean, and the Cubs weren't the only ones taking a flyer on. I think he played for 15, 16 different teams, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I believe, even yeah. if it's half of that, that's still no, yeah. pretty so, bad. You know, 
whatever he, whatever mojo he was selling, they were everybody was buying. So, so you must like this next deal then, Milton Bradley, three years, thirty million. Let me give you a, a walk down memory lane. In his first at bat at Wrigley in a Cub uniform, he was ejected for uh, arguing a third called strike with the bases loaded. That was in April. And in June, Lou Pinella sent him home for throwing his helmet and destroying a cooler. In the same month, he forgot how many outs there were and threw the ball into the bleachers, allowing a run to score. And then in the next month, he criticized the team in a newspaper, I believe it was the Tribune, and was suspended for the rest of the season and was traded to Seattle in the offseason. Yeah, who's the GM that signed him? Who's the GM? Wasn't yeah. that? Jim, had, uh, it had to be Jim Hendry. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Oh. So Milton Bradley, they gave Milton Bradley $10 million a year. And that's close to what Rizzo's making now. So I don't know. Rizzo, Milton Bradley, who's who's better for the team long term? Um, Milton uh, the designer of Monopoly? Uh, I believe that's his father. Oh, that was his father, Milton Bradley? Yes. Oh, okay. Right. Um, I stand corrected. And the Cubs gave him a Monopoly. <laughs> You're welcome. You might like this one then. Uh, Jason Hayward, eight years, $184 million. It fills my heart. He's got three years left. Does that does that warm your heart? That means ticket prices are still going up. Uh, ticket prices were never going to go down. I mean, the, the franchise is worth, what, $3.3 billion, and they can't give Rizzo 3% of that? So. Yeah. Indirectly, <clears throat> that's been the problem the last few years. You know, the young core grew up uh, via arbitration of baseball rules. They all got additional monies and this and that or whatever. You had Lester making $25 million. They were making close to $30 million. Uh, There's a few other guys who were tapping the big bucks in that. So when you had that, you know, you hit the luxury tax and, like, you know, playing bingo four corners or something like that. But Hayward was 26. Then he started with Atlanta, went to St. Louis. Uh, his defense has always been there. Uh, again. I mean, for a while, the defense was the only thing that wasn't. Right. You know. Except for a well-timed speech in the in a rainy Cleveland uh, night. Yeah. But if you look at his baseball card, and that and I haven't looked at it recently, but I think I recall where it's like every other year, you know, he goes from average to below average, back to average, or whatever. It was never a home run header, you know. Uh, yeah. But his claim to fame was, you know, his defense and his, his right arm. I think last year actually he carried the Cubs for a while. Maybe he was a 60 game season. I don't know. He finished that 260, maybe. Uh, yeah, I think he was close to 260 last yeah. year. He was definitely in the top three of their hitters. But yeah. I, I mean, mean, when you don't have anybody hitting, I guess it's, I guess it's pretty easy when your best defender is also your best hitter. Yeah, I mean, so clock's right twice a day. That's so. a scary thought, whatever. But yeah, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't begrudge anybody for getting the money. They're going to throw it out there, you know, whatever. And then finally, uh, Craig Kimbrell, three years, $43 million. Is he still on the team? Uh, this, is, this is his last year. And according to everybody in spring training who's losing their minds, he was pretty rocky, but uh, he leveled off. So, I mean, it's his last year of, you know, the contract. So maybe he, well, my hope is that all these guys in their last year of a contract are going to play pissed off and they'll actually do something, but. Some guys probably will ride off into the sunset and, you know, without a whimper. And right. some guys will play their heart out because they're trying to prove something. 
the division is wide open, okay? I think anybody in that division wins 86, 87 games. And they, and they win the division. They win the division, you know. Could the Cubs win 85, 86, 87? You got the Cardinals, the Brewers. Reds don't look, you know, too impressive. The Pirates are the Pirates. But, you know, they, 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 last year's, you know, Bryant, Baez, even Rizzo. I think Rizzo only hit like 220 or 222 last year in short season. Yeah. Those two guys were lucky they were above the Mendoza line. You know, and they still won the short side of division. So, you know, if they even come close to what they're doing, again, uh, the kills them, you know, they're known to be a big swing and miss team. The men on base, all right, moving them over and getting them in, it's been terrible the last few years or whatever. So uh, trying to convince yourself that the same guys are going to finally, you know, gel. Well, I've been proven wrong many times. So I hope in this case, you know, that's the way it goes. I think there were like five or six players that were on the, you know, 2016 World Series team that are still playing together. So it's hard to imagine where all the talent went. Yeah. But I mean, so far it's been pretty, pretty inconsistent. I mean, I wasn't one of those people that, you know, when they won the World Series, I shouted, you know, they're going to be a dynasty or whatever, because it's almost impossible to, you know, win back to back World Series or anything like that. I think the last team that did it was the, the 98, 99, 2000 Yankees. So, I mean, that's a, obviously an anomaly because they won three. But, I mean, how many teams win the World Series and then the next year don't make it? Yeah. Well, Cubs didn't. Astros, I think, didn't. Or if they did, they lost. Even when the Yankees won all those World Series, they went a decade after that. They were, you know, they were 500 teams or less. They struggled. I mean, it's, you know, I think the New York Yankees every year is in. But they went through almost a decade in some part of baseball. And according to Craig Kimbrell, he said he's ready to prove himself. And David Ross already said he's the closer. So, well, I mean, it, it doesn't do him any justice to tell him that he isn't the closer at this point. Right. So if you're going to put some confidence in, you know, maybe that's the way to do it or whatever. But, uh, you know, it can't get much worse. They may not be able to get worse. So there's got to be an improvement or something. He was throwing 94, 95, 96. So I don't know if the stuff's straight now or it's, you know, his arm release or whatever, but you know, it's uh, you know, it's time that uh, you know, uh, he does what he's supposed to be doing, or maybe retire the whole like gargoyle thing he's got going on. Like, I don't, I don't know how, how that helps somebody pitch or if, when he started doing that, or if it was like a dare that you know took over in minor league and whatever, but it's not even if his arm was straight, that would make sense, but it's bent. Yeah. How does that help him at all? I heard a story about it, but I can't recall it. We'll have to look it up for the next podcast and give it to the viewers. Listeners. Craig probably doesn't know. It's probably <laughs> probably was dared by his you know fifth grade classmate. Was that the uh, the end of your list for uh, bad trades for the Cubs? Uh, well, these were just bad signings. I mean, oh, okay. if, if I dug deeper, I could find you know probably a bunch of them before I was born. But anything before 1992 doesn't really matter. The one that your dad uh, remembers and goes back many years. Is it the Latroy Hawkins signing? Uh, it was Lou Brock for Ernie Brody. Oh. And Lou Brock with the Cubs. All right. He's the fastest guy in the team. Didn't know how to steal bases. Couldn't hit the ball. All of a sudden got traded. He was all everything or whatever. Ernie Brolio in the last two seasons broke down. I don't think he won a total of six games for the Cubs. And Lou Brock's in the Hall of Fame. So that's a little. That goes back to 
And I couldn't tell you who that other guy was. Cody Brolio? Yeah. yeah. To this day, Wait, he he's a, he was. Sounds like a, a relatively uh, no-name guy. So, I mean. But on to more important things. Um, Chicago's going to be in the 30s tomorrow. Ooh. But. Beers have no problem tomorrow being cold. Uh, that's very true. I work in Wrigleyville, so I'm, I saw them starting to stack the beer along the fence and that they're just going to push snow um, towards it and they're just going to have it uh, get cool that way. But obviously, we're going to opening day because we're not poor. So obviously, yeah. we'll be there. And if you're listening and you'll be at home, well, that sucks for you. But maybe you'll be warmer than us, but. We'll be one of that 10,124 people assuming they're going to be there. Now, if they last nine innings, depending on which way the game goes, whatever, you know, there's uh, all kinds of rules and regulations now. All right. If you got cash, cash is the first time in history is no good. They really feel. We also get, you have to order through your phone and then you can either have them bring it to you or you have to. It's not even waiting in line. It's like you have like a, I'm assuming like a specific order number and time where you have to walk up and get it at, you know, 242 or whatever. So well, it'll be, it'll be very interesting to see, you know. Well, everything's in pods, either one, two, three, four. All right. Everything is spaced out. Uh, you, you designated senior area. You're only allowed to go into a certain area. In other words, you can't roam the ballpark. Uh, the bathrooms are picked out for you. Uh, again, if your tickets on your mobile app, it, it tells you what time to enter and where to enter. Uh, you can't go in and out of the park, and your mask has to be on all times unless you're eating or drinking. And I will be drinking. So, so to have a beer in your hand, a hole in it. I mean, it, it might be $15 a beer. So, I will be watching you. Well, I guess we'll, you know. I would say we'll count our pennies, but they won't even take our pennies. Yeah. It's all via my credit card, which I can just cancel and call fraud. Right? Especially if they the lose. Cubs will never know. Yeah, yeah. yeah if they yeah. lose the game, I'm definitely they're calling it fraud. Calling right? it fraud. Yeah. And we'll just come back Saturday and pretend Thursday never happened. Yeah, because I believe Saturday the temperature is going to be like 65. Oh, of course. Why wouldn't it be? Yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think it was 2000, 2000 18, 2018, 2019, when the Cubs opened in Texas, it was like 70s, 80s all weekend, except for the day that we went to the game where it was about 40 degrees and we had to buy winter hats in Texas and sweaters. And I have a Fort Worth, Texas sweater that's purple because uh, somebody else had bought a gray one and I didn't want to copy them. But yeah, so it was freezing cold for the Cubs to be in Texas. And then when they had their home opener, I'm pretty sure it was like 66. So. Yeah. There's something in the air somewhere, you know? I mean, I, I don't understand. I just hope that they play the game. I don't even care at this point. I'll freeze to death if it means that I can go to the game and enjoy it. But Well, I think it'll be a big boost to all the ball players too, just the fact to see people in the stands and that. I mean, couldn't have been an easy task playing with empty stadiums and fake sounds and stuff like that or whatever, you know. So that in itself and economically or whatever, you know, uh, those are plus pluses, you know, as long as, uh, you know, everybody uh, can have fun and be safe at the same time, 
and you know, and, and we get a Cub win. Only 161 more to go. Well, they're going 161 and one. I just don't know when that one is going to happen. So, do you remember? I guess the warmest an opening day has been that you've gone to, or the coldest? Uh, more so, probably the coldest. I, yeah, <laughs> uh, I can maybe pinpoint it, and I'd have to check. But I think it was in the let me see, eighty four, ninety, maybe somewhere between ninety and ninety three. Cubs were playing the Dodgers. It was a Sunday game. I was uh, planning on going with my friend Ralph. That's when we lived in the neighborhood or whatever. And I had told him uh, if he was definitely going Sunday, leave me a message <clears throat> on the answering machine. So you can tell how old that is. We're still talking answering machines. So I actually I went to church. I came home. I hit the answering machine, and some dummy was playing, singing, "Take me out to the ball game." It was uh, 29 degrees. It was Oof. snowing. Okay. Uh, same seats I've been in for all these years. Uh, the only difference is at that time, there was a elderly couple, husband and wife. She was a diehard Cub fan. He was a diehard Sox fan. And we had to walk by their seats all the time. As we walked by the seats, the, the old man at the time looked at us and said, I would have bet even money you guys wouldn't have showed up today. And we looked at him and we said, we're here for three. And the guy says, three innings? We said, no, three beers. Yeah. And literally, we lasted maybe to the fourth inning. It was just had to be the coldest, all right? Whatever. And then they played the game. Why did they play the game? I don't know. I don't th even think it was a sellout, all right? So, again, that's what I reflect on one of the coldest games that I've ever been to. I mean, I think a couple of years ago, we were on our way to the game. And on the radio, they were like, yeah, so the game's been – canceled it's snowing or whatever yeah, we're, we're we, like, were, we were on addison yeah we were like eight blocks away yeah and i remember yeah. you like pulled a u-turn and we're like all right we'll try again tomorrow and then i think the snow stopped and then everybody on twitter was losing their mind because they were, out. So why'd you cancel yeah. this game why'd you cancel the game you stupid idiots and that's almost always what happens yeah. when they you know delay for rain and then the rain never comes and they take the tarp off and then it starts raining yeah. uh -huh. They got all the latest technology, so you know you think they know what they're doing. So look at all that fun stuff. So you already sprinkled in because I had texted you and said we're going to be doing Rizzo trivia today. So you've already rattled off some Anthony Rizzo facts. Let's hope that you remember them. Because I told you when we were hashtag extending Rizzo, which isn't a male enhancement unless it's five years, a hundred million, then I'll, I'll extend the hell out of them. But yeah, but I think he's going to give close to five years and somewhere between 115 and 130 million. People on Twitter are already photoshopping pictures of him in a Brewers hat and a White Sox hat, and I don't know who the Brewers have at first base, but he's definitely not going to sign with the White Sox. So, I mean, yeah. unless the White Sox do something drastic with Jose Abreu, who had 60 RBIs in 60 games last year, so I assume they're, you know. Probably want to get rid of him because that guy sounds like he's not very good at baseball. Hey. I mean, he swam here for God's sake, so he might as well let him play. Let's see. Well, you already know the answer to this one. What's that? What team drafted Anthony Rizzo? The Boston Red Sox. In 2011, Rizzo made his MOB debut for what team? San Diego Padres. 
What year did Anthony Rizzo make his Cub debut? Ooh, 2012. That's your final answer? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. Here we go. True or false? Rizzo has won a Silver Slugger, a Golden Glove, the Roberto Clemente Award, and a World Series. True or false? True. That is true. This one might stump you, depending on how, how deep you got on the internet. So Rizzo got married, I think either last year or two years ago, whatever it was. Oh, you're talking about my friend Emily? Yeah. So, Riz, so Rizzo's wife's name is Emily. What's their dog's name? Dog's all over Twitter. I bet you it's not Emily. It's not Emily. And too obvious to be Wrigley. That's also true. So his, his, his wife's, wife's name is Emily. What's their dog's name? It's all over Twitter. Pretty sure he has them on his shoes. Just saying, I knew I knew if I asked you what his wife's name was, you were going to say Emily. But I knew that was just surface level stuff. Is he a uh, French bulldog? Is he a he's, cocker spaniel? He is, is a, a wiener dog, I believe. He's a wiener dog? He is a wiener dog. Uh, so his name must be Oscar. Uh, no. No, huh? All right, folks. He, he's got him on his shoes. He's got him on his shoes. Yeah. It's not usually the first thing I look at when I'm watching baseball is the guy's shoes and he's looking at contact. I mean, you should get a Twitter account. I'm sure people will, would love it. I'd have to figure out how to use a Twitter account before I got a Twitter account. So Anthony Rizzo's dog's name is Kevin. Is it really? Yeah. Is there a particular reason why it's Kevin? Um, I don't know. Is, is dad named Kevin? Whenever he calls in, I guess we'll... Ask him so we can ask school. him personally. Actually, we'll see him tomorrow. We can just ask him tomorrow. Yeah, we, uh, I'm sure. We'll yeah, we'll we'll he's going to have a, a million questions probably for about his contract or whatever, and then we'll be in the back and just be like, why do you name him Kevin? Yeah. That's probably the one question he'll answer. Yeah, we'll hand him a 16-ounce old style. And, yeah, uh, he's probably over all this yeah. contract BS. He'll probably yeah. love to, to tell us why he named him Kevin. Question six. Six. So I believe you touched on this, but I'm not sure if you actually said it. Probably didn't. Anthony Rizzo beat what type of cancer? Oh, yeah. It was Hodgkin's lymphoma. Hodgkin's lymphoma? Yeah. <laughs> Hodgkin's, Hodgkin's lymphoma? <laughs> yeah. I know another person's got lymphoma. Um, did John Lester have lymphoma? Or did he just have cancer? Oh, you know what? No, I, that's a good question. Well, obviously he had cancer. Right. I, mean, I, thought, I, thought, I thought that they bonded I, over the fact that Rizzo is. also had it. Could be. Yeah. When they were both with the Boston Red Sox. Trivia question. You're yeah. welcome. Thank Who's you. now with the Washington Nationals because the Cubs suck at their job and let them go. After he bought us all those beers over the summer. was the bat boy for the Nationals. Is that true? Uh, I mean, I think legally they give him a bat every once in a while. I'm not too sure if he uses it. Yeah. He didn't really use it when he was here. Mm-hmm. I wish him luck. Uh, so does mom. Yeah, no, one, no, no one's more devastated to see Kyle Schwarber in a different jersey than mom. Yeah. I mean, for for reference, every time he would make a routine out, my mother would yell at us and say, see, you guys make fun of my boy all the time. And he just, you know, he just did his job. So when we got to the point where we were celebrating routine outs, I think it might have been it time. Was time. It was time to move on. Time to move that out. Well, We'll see what Mr. Peterson does on a one-year contract. I mean, they're essentially the same person. Yeah. But, I mean, for $3 million less than that was, if that was their goal was to just go cheaper and, you know, have the same players, then 
I mean, Doc Peterson was a way to go. I woke up at like six in the morning and I had a notification that said Cubs signed Jack Peterson. And I thought it was like a joke because they had said, you know, 24 hours prior that they weren't signing anybody and they didn't have any money. Right. So, yeah, I don't know how that happened. But I, well, and I guess in this case too, it looked like he got substantial other offers for other teams, but the Cubs were one of the few or maybe the only team that said, uh, we'll play you every day. You know, and that's what he wanted because, you know, he had a history of uh, being uh, left-handers eating them up and that. So, but there also, I, I heard it was a stipulation that if in July you're batting a buck and a quarter, you know, then there's nothing we can do about it. So, you know, he had a ton of homers in spring training. They don't mean anything tomorrow. Uh, so, they do if somebody yells at you and says that the Cubs suck or whatever, and then you can bring up all their spring training numbers. Otherwise, spring training doesn't matter. But the White Sox have a losing record in spring training, just so you know. Yeah, but they won't hear you because you got to have a mask on. Yeah, but, I mean, it, it doesn't matter. I'm just hoping that, you know, there's going to be fans to wave out. So, but I digress. Um, what jersey number is Anthony Rizzo? 44. 44. How many times has Rizzo won the Golden Glove Award? Da, da, da. Uh... I want to say three, but I think it's four. Uh, it's either three or four. It's... I mean, how many fours can you say in a row? Yeah, three. Is it's it three? three? It's four. See, I told you. You talked me out of it. So I asked you what his jersey number was. It was 44. And then I asked you how many times he won the gold glove. Also four. Well, how many times can you like, say uh, four? Point? No. Yeah. There's no points in this round. Yeah. How many times has Anthony Rizzo in his career struck out on a Sunday? On a Sunday? Yeah. Never. Okay. How would I know? Yeah, well, <laughs> Do get, you know? I'll get back to you on that Yeah, one. you don't even know. Yeah, I'll go Twitter well, at some Well, we, I mean, we can't bombard him with questions tomorrow. It's going to be, why is the dog named Kevin? Yeah. And I can't ask him about that Sunday question. He's not going to know. Yeah. If you ignore... Well, there's a step, though. Well, I'm sure if you specifically broke down mm-hmm. a lot of the numbers and spent a whole day on it, you could probably figure it out. But if you ignore the decimal point, which number is higher? Rizzo's career batting average or his home run total? Batting average. You're saying batting average? Yeah. Why? Because I already told you he's a... I think he had 229 dingers. 229 dingers. And 271 batting average. 271 batting average. I'm like a, a freaking insect. Are you a wizard? I'm telling you. How many... How many got, opening I, I, days have you gone to when I, Anthony Rizzo was a starting first baseman? Oh, I don't know the 12, answer to that, but 13, maybe you do. Well, we started 12. We know that. that we had to start at least that, from 214. Is that Brian LaHare who was the starter in 2012 or Carlos Pena? Well, that would be a better trivia question. Well, I mean, me. I mean. Well, they had Carlos Pena for one I, year. First of all, all these questions are great. Yeah, so. yeah. he may have been before, like 2011, 2010 Pena. Yeah, he, he, he yeah. was he was garbage too. Well, yeah, he hit a you know hit a decent amount of home runs, but he you know his batting average was like one eighty. Well, yeah, he probably had like twenty home runs and was batting under yeah, two hundred. No doubt. So it was either a home run and a strikeout, which is what they do now. Yeah. So. Swing and miss. Swing and miss. And the last question: In twenty thirteen, Rizzo played in the World Baseball Classic. What team did he play for? Oh, well, he, had, he, was, he was born in Florida. He had to play for the United States. Are you sure? Unless he's got dual citizenship somewhere. You dumb Dago. You think it was America? Yeah, that's what it was. 
2013, Rizzo played for what team in the World Baseball Classic? He played for Italy. Italy. Get out of here. The guy was born in Florida. You fool. Yeah, but he's Sicilian or whatever. Mm. He played in Team Italy for his grandfather. Hmm. You're welcome, America. Anthony Rizzo doesn't deserve any of our money because he played for Italy. You you heard it here first. Why'd you name your dog Kevin? Why'd you betray our country and play for the Italians? Right. Who I believe were paid in meatballs. You can only hear it, hear this interesting information on Lana Lens podcast. I'm telling you, we're not changing the name. It doesn't matter how many times you text me, it should be Len and Len. Yell at Len, I'm gonna say, okay, Len. Yeah, I mean, how often are both Lens wrong in the same room? Only if yeah, yeah. If, 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 yeah. If there's any yeah. of the wives around, then we're probably yeah. wrong all the time. Hello. And I have one more thing for you. Yeah. Friend of the pod, Alice, wants to know how sad you were in 2003. She wanted me to specifically ask you that because she wanted to hurt your feelings, I guess. Yeah. 2003. She said, your dad only touched on what happened in 2003. Was he at the apartment game? And if he was, what happened? It was like... A dark cloud came over Wrigley Field. The lights. I mean, it was terrible double. watching it on TV, so I couldn't even imagine if I was there. Well, five outs away. All right. We were just, uh, I briefly mentioned it last time or whatever. I was thinking of my dad who had just passed recently, who was a diehard Cub fan. All right. And that's how I became the same. And when Gonzalez made the air, that opened the floodgates. But before that, when Moises Alou on a foul ball, and which he now admits that he would not have caught that ball. Yeah. So, yeah. After all the BS blows over, he's like, oh, yeah, I wouldn't have caught that ball. If you look at today's ballpark, that wall is considerably lower because they changed the format of the seats and stuff like that. And I, I truthfully, in fact, <clears throat> Bartman's not even got to touch the ball. It was some lawyer to touch the ball. Yeah. Uh, Bartman happened to stand up. He happened, to, he happened to be one of the poor souls yeah. to go after it like anybody else would. So it was like the colony for the storm. And then the Gonzalez double play ball and next thing you know boom 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 and then that was only game six they still had a chance the next day well what nobody what well what everybody forgets is the double play ball that goes through gonzalez's legs or he boots it or whatever no one talks about that that guy literally packed his bags and walked out of town scot-free yeah he did you know and there's been documentary with uh bartman and everything else on that and you know i feel for the guy all right, so the people in that area there or whatever, I mean, the hostility and this and that, and I guess eventually they did, because according to the documentation on 3030, they got him out of there. And then we heard all the stories about the governor. Didn't they take him down Eddie Street? Yeah. Eddie Street where we used to live? Right. You're welcome for all those deep pod people who like to, you know, have have more facts than fiction. They You're welcome. Governor of Florida, going to buy him a house, right, to get him out of town, you know. Are we and- speculating that that's where he is now? Uh, I really don't know, but I know for a fact that the Cubs eventually did find him. He got a World Series ring in 2016. They gave him a World Series ring, so that in itself tells you that they truthfully, it wasn't his fault or the ball was uncatchable or whatever. But to be fair, I believe all the garbage men at Wrigley also got World Series rings. Not to say C. Bartman didn't deserve one. I mean, I'd, I'd like to personally apologize to him when I was, you know, I think I was 11 when that happened. I probably said whatever. 11-year-olds were able to say in front of their parents about Steve Bartman, but 
Yeah, and then Charlie, because you know, and then Halloween came, and the number one selling costume was the, head, the headphones and right. the hoodie or whatever it was. Right. So yeah, yeah, a lot, well, well, a lot of people made a ton of money off the poor guy who really. Well, they they, they played back like because he was listening to the game in his headphones. They played in the exact moment what he was hearing in the headphones and what was actually happening in the radio or whatever is delayed what two seconds or whatever it is so what bartman was hearing while he was going for the ball was that probably you know the ball was being hit towards you know the left field wall or whatever so Mm -hmm. i don't think he knew that alu was underneath you know reaching for the ball i don't think he knew until he had leaned over to go for the ball that all of a sudden alu popped up with his glove and then alu was having a hissy fit and you know now admits that he wouldn't have caught well, that ball. Guy, and then, was the lawyers actually got it reached over across. Well, he's the, isn't he the one who ended up with the ball? Yeah, I mean, he yeah. he literally had the ball and then kind of just like stepped back and let everybody throw their drinks at Bartman. And yeah, I think I think he uh, eventually he auctioned that ball off. Oh, didn't they blow it up? Yeah, and, that the ball that they blew up at Billy Goat Tavern or a couple know, whatever the hell yeah. it was. And then they found. And they supposedly put in some pasta or some, some spaghetti or something like that. Yeah. Team so, Italy spaghetti. Only in America, land of opportunity. Yeah. There were a bunch of tweets that, you know, like and Harry carries. Well, it was Rizzo handing the World Series ball to Tom Ricketts. And then people were like, well, why don't you just sell that ball if you can't afford Rizzo? That ball's got to be worth $100 million. So, so there's your contract right there. Saying that, you know, I think when Rizzo said that, um, you know, I'm not going to discuss contract or whatever. I don't think it was like a mean thing. I think it was like, yeah. I want to focus on the. I don't think it was an yeah, omen. Yeah, I want to yeah. focus on the season instead of dealing with this. You guys can approach me whenever. And I think people were like, see, even he's fed up with the team and whatever else. I think he's probably like, I don't want to deal with this right now. Like we have a game tomorrow. He gave him until tomorrow. Yeah. So I'm hoping that, you know, it breaks at midnight that, you know, April Fool's. The Cubs are actually World Series favorites, and Anthony Rizzo is not only your starting baseman for the end of time, but he's going to immediately take over as head coach and captain of the team and manager and president of baseball operations, and life just goes on. What a way to conclude the podcast. I'm telling you, honestly, if we see Anthony Rizzo, I'm going to let him know that all we've done is talk him up up on this podcast. There's probably some people are complaining, you know, about him, but I, I've never done that in my entire life. We'll get the inside scoop for the next podcast, right? I've never complained about a Tony in my entire life. We bring one Tony to Wrigley. We leave one Tony at Wrigley for the next five years. Anthony Rizzo should just be the first baseman until the end of time. And that's the end of it. I agree. And that's just how money works. And you can you know, Venmo me any money that you want me to give to Anthony Rizzo tomorrow when I see him. Because, like I said, we're going to be at the game tomorrow. You will not. Sorry, you're poor. Um, yeah. You want to start a GoFundMe for Anthony Rizzo? Or what? Yeah, we can start a GoFundMe yeah, for him. I'm sure. I'm sure he would love it. I don't know what they pay he in Italy, but he probably I'm wants American all, dollars. Yeah, I guarantee he'd give all the cancer. Yeah, he would. Yeah, he gives money to charity. That, that's go. right. Yeah. yeah, he probably wouldn't even. He doesn't even want a hundred million dollars. He'll just give it all to charity. What a nice guy. But that concludes. Uh, this is technically episode two. Um, Attack of the Clones. It's a Star Wars reference. You're welcome. Um, I'm Len. And I'm Len. He's also Len. See, that this is so simple. You guys don't even have to learn more than one character. You just know there's one Len and then the other Len. And then there you go. So we'll see you guys uh, 
next week. And go Cubs. Hope they win tomorrow. Go Cubs. <laughs>